Hey, well, welcome to Eavesdrop. My name is Jenny, and we are so glad that you have joined us where every day is a great conversation. My name is Jenny, and I just said that again. Can you tell it's been a week? It's been a week. (laughs) I'm joined here with my friend Heather. Hello. How are you this week? I'm doing really good this week. How about you? I'm good. I think better than, well, we, we at least got to start our conversation of teenagers last last week, so that kind of helped. Well, I think that helped our teenagers to realize that they better buck up, because we're going to talk about it on the air if yeah. they don't. So <laughs> you better I, watch it. I think that really helped them, at least in my household. We had a whole different week. And oh, I can't we did. tell you if it was the perspective that we gained from, you know, laying it out there and putting some of God's Word to it. Or yeah. if it was that, you know, we put the fear of God into them by talking <laughs> about it. Something that came with it. I don't know, but we had a much better week in our family. Yeah, it was it was a little bit, um, I don't know. I still had stress, <laughs> but it was still a part of it. It was good just to air and vent it out last week on that one. So, But we are excited because we have two of our longtime sweet friends mm-hmm. that go way back yeah. uh, with us tonight. We have James and Katrina Sanderson here with us tonight. Woo-hoo! Hello, welcome. The water is warm. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it very much. We we look at Katrina and James as really good examples. Um, they're just a few years. <laughs> Y'all ahead see of them. Us. They're looking at each other, very going, oh, "Really? <laughs> they're just few. a few years ahead of us." Yes, their kids, you know, are you know in between five and seven years ahead of mine, and mm-hmm. so I just look at them as. You know, a couple of steps farther down the road, they have gone through the things that I'm about to go through. So, you know, many times in life, many times, in, and they also have three daughters. So, you know, yeah, I'm, there's I'm a similarity there with Heather. So, yeah, right. I'm looking at that. And so, we have asked them to come and be our guests, um, not necessarily to be the resident experts, but to really just share their journey, share the the wisdom that they've learned along the way, maybe share a couple of the scrapes and bruises that has given them the wisdom that they've learned along the way, and. Um, you know, just to encourage our listeners. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> well, go ahead. Well, we really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all are, y'all, just to sh- kind of go with it, Katrina, we all go to church together at Double Oak, and <laughs> Katrina and James have started doing a Wednesday night um, parenting middle school teenager class um, in our Double Oak University group, um, Parenting the Next Generation, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of where it is in, in our philosophy of our church with our children's program and our teens follows with what's called the orange concept mm-hmm. um, with it and they're just been wonderful and we'll get into what the orange concept and kind of all that is mm-hmm. in just a little bit but they're uh, I kind of asked them I'm like y'all have got kids that are almost out and y'all are still wanting to talk about teenager and parenting stuff and but just to share with everybody that's listening kind of about y'all about um, you know, a little bit about your kids, your kids where you are, you stages, know, and how long y'all been married, and you know, sappy good stuff. <laughs> we don't have quite that long. But you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, where did y'all meet? We met in high school. Um, he was Aww. a year older than me, and then he got a um, let's see, a student position as a trainer with the Alabama football team. Real time. Oh, Lordy, have mercy. <laughs> and so... I, I can't get away from it. <laughs> this is my version. Convert, baby. Oh, oh, this is Katrina's version. This is good. Oh, I he love James, James me, has another version. All right, oh, I can't wait. He told me that um, he would not be back to take me to my prom mm. or to Ooh. homecoming, so peace out. And, uh, <laughs> so I said, well... <laughs> Goodbye to you. I'll find number 77 in your program, number one in my heart, and I found me a new boyfriend. Well, there you go. 
I love a woman with boundaries. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> love it. What an example. Yes. yes. So your senior year, you went Sands James. Yes. Okay. And then it was 11 years later. Oh, wow. We um, came into contact again. He actually joined the church that I was going to to marry his fiance. And I, at the time, dun, dun, dun. thought at the time, well, of all the over-the-mountain churches, why in the world did he pick mine to marry this girl? But anyway, I thought he got married. and we I were still having... wasn't doing very well. <laughs> no, you weren't, honey. You're at two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we were at a dinner, and I saw him across the room, and he was sitting next to this lady, and I thought that was his wife. And I thought, well, I'm getting the heck out of Dodge when this is over. And... He came up to me after it was over and gave me this hug that wasn't quite a newlywed hug. And, um, <laughs> and if it was, she needed help. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes. And so I was about to say congratulations. And he said, well, I was supposed to get married this summer, but I called it off the Monday before the Saturday. And so I heard my mom in heaven, who absolutely adored him, saying, poor James, poor James. <laughs> and so I asked him over for lunch. I thought that'll be great. He'll come to lunch and he'll leave. And that date ended at midnight. And about four months later, we were married. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say anything, James, because right now, James, I was going to say, favor. right now, you know, it's good. It's good. I'll just leave it alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go down looking at it, you know, like not even taking a swing. Mm-mm. All right, so y'all got married. We did. And then? We have, um, let's May the see. 10th, 1986. Yes. Oh. So you want Mother's to tell them our kids, or you want me to? You go ahead. You're doing, you're doing good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just probably need to leave. <laughs> no. We need some testosterone in this in this conference. Um, two years later, well, James is a dentist, and I'm a nur- I was a nurse at the time. And then two years later, we had our oldest daughter, who is 24 and married now. And James just loves having, like you said, a little more testosterone in the family with his son-in-law. <laughs> and then we have a 22-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old daughter. That's so. awesome. Wow. Yeah. Y'all got your hands full. Oh, yeah. Never a dull moment with three girls. Mm-hmm. Are they alike in similar personalities, or are they... How would no. you describe them? No. <laughs> they are not like alike at all. I'd hate to ask who's the, who's the hardest, or who, or who gave the most challenges... Or are they're you still learning? Yet. They're not done yet. That's I, true. But I, I, mean. I, don't, I don't claim any specialties on anybody. Are they? Everybody's are, great. <laughs> Girls, if you're listening, Dad's doing well. Um, but are there? I guess which are, are they similar personalities? Are they different? Are you know? Sarah is a driver. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she is. Uh, is she the firstborn? She's the firstborn. Yeah. There you go. She's she's a driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, our middle daughter, is uh, a very compassionate person, very compassionate person. Mm-hmm. And Jill is her own person. Mm-hmm. She, Free she is, um, I, I'm very proud of her, mm-hmm. of the things that she's done. Mm-hmm. She's a sweet girl. Um, they're, they're Jill and my oldest are um, have grown up together since little, um, little ones, so... Katrina and I probably have stories that go back that we won't get onto the air because we know that we we'll just, embarrass them. We'll embarrass them. We're not going to do that one and stuff like that. <laughs> going on that, um, but 
having y'all here just to kind of share with us because I think one of the things with mine and Heather's background of coming uh, now from divorced, uh, being divorced and raising kids as single mm-hmm. parents and Heather's gotten remarried through it. It just, that whole idea of family mm-hmm. kind of um, has changed mm-hmm. and evolved over these years. Well, and one of the things that, you know, we, we mentioned that James and Katrina are leaving this uh, parenting class that we're in, they've got this little DVD that they're showing in the background, and then they just kind of use that as a springboard for conversation. And one of the things that I found really incredible is with the struggles that we have with teenagers, you know, they're 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 making our beliefs their beliefs, mm-hmm. or they're rebelling against them, or they're trying to figure out what their beliefs are. And, you know, there's so much of identity stuff that's being worked out in them, and who do they belong with, and so I just really have liked how you guys have taken this video series and some of your practical application and brought it all back to the Word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, we kind of wanted to talk about that, talking about, you know, the problems that we're having. Mm-hmm. Because our kids are in this highly saturated technology world, um, well, and there's I mean, so much out there. And, it's, and I think that's having grown up, you know, we've all grown up and our kids realizing what our kids are facing today with the, all the different struggles and the pressures that they have that's bleeding into figuring out what their faith is and who their identity is and where they fit in in the middle of all of this. The struggles that even I had some conversations with some parents last week that are just struggling with not knowing how to have a conversation, not knowing what to do, but yet wanting to protect their children from mm-hmm. all this stuff. But yet they feel absolutely helpless in where to go, what to do. And all of us, all of us struggle with, with the same things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of us. Even though you said, you know, you're, you're, you're through doing what you're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to provide the right environment for our daughters to be able to make good choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's all that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's... It's a struggle, you know. I, and I look around and I think, all oh, these people, you know, have got it nailed. You know, they, everybody's, yeah. you know, and we all think everybody else but us mm-hmm. has got everything put together. But that's not, you know, the reality is everybody's struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even in two-parent families, we make mistakes every day. But I think the big thing is the more we know about what they're, what's out there and what they're facing, uh, gives us better tools or just better information so that we'll know what to do um, better what to do with what they're facing mm-hmm. it's just a hard, it's just a hard place I can't imagine being in our kids shoes right now with all the stuff that they have to go through and everything you know one of the one of the points that I thought was really great about uh, the series so far is that you know when we grew up there was uh, you know there's a lot of external friends involvement in our in our in our lives you know my parents had friends that mm-hmm. were involved in my life mm-hmm. i had coaches that were involved in my life mm-hmm. and made impacts on me mm-hmm. and today you know the pressures that the kids have, are under now have just exponentially increased mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. upward fashion mm-hmm. but external adult involvement is much less in mm-hmm. their lives when at a time when they need to know more than I needed to know mm-hmm. about how to mm-hmm. deal with things. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've created this vacuum that is, you know, filled with technology, filled with instant mm-hmm. this and instant that, and I can be mad and I can tweet this and I can get 
so-and-so will agree with me and all of a sudden we're down a path that's why'd you get down the path i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you know how, yeah. how did i get here i, I, I don't know i don't know i i totally am relating to what yeah. you're saying because yeah. and I, I joke with my kids and with jenny that when i was young i was in a small town you know Big fish, small town. Everybody's a big fish, depending on how small that yeah. boat is. You know, we yeah. were in a small town. But if I got in trouble at school, I went to my grandmother's after school. She would spank me. And then I had to walk three houses <laughs> three houses down when mm-hmm. mom and dad got home. Well, usually mom got home first. And then, you know, mom would spank mm-hmm. me. And then she would say those dreaded words. You just wait. Till dad, til gets, dad home. gets home. I heard those you, too. <laughs> and and I remember one time actually getting in trouble and I got spanked at grandma's. And then when I was walking home, I went past my friend Colleen's house and her mom had heard what I did. And she took me in and spanked me because she couldn't believe. Wow. You know, and, and by the time my dad got home, all he had to do was look at me. And I, I was just a, a puddle of mud. And, uh, and, and that's, but it was good because I felt so safe and so secure because all of these parents and all of these people knew me and they were invested in me and cared enough to discipline me, mm-hmm. cared enough to say, this isn't the right path. Like you were saying, I couldn't get too far because I knew mm-hmm. what those consequences were going to be. And that provided safety and security for me. But who do I want doing that to my kids? Well, and that's what who is, will is I really let yeah. do that to my children. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do I pick those people? Yeah. Those are tough questions. They're really tough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jenny and I laugh about this all the time, but, you know, the backyard fence mm-hmm. changed neighborhoods mm-hmm. and changed the way parenting was done because you used to know your next door neighbors. You used to know those folks. Now it's at church. Jenny and I live 30 minutes away from each other. Mm-hmm. She's the next closest person to disciplining my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to get them over there first. <laughs> you know? She's got to make the trip. I can't say, get out of the house, go to Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I got to drive them over. And, but that's what you do. You've got to pick those people and create that environment. And that's what we're hoping that, um, especially out of this class, that we will realize that as the body of Christ, mm-hmm. that is who we want to help us raise our children. Yeah. And um, I think that's the way it used to be. It was mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, um, just as our world is, the church uh, as a whole or not as a whole, not everybody, but I think we've become isolated in our mm-hmm. own churches. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose of um, the the verse, train up a child in the way they should go. And it's not, the emphasis on train, it's, and that mm-hmm. is not just the parent's responsibility. Right. It's the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why I love so much of what our church is doing, which I don't think we cannot talk about our church enough for what we're doing because mm-hmm. of the emphasis that they have put on one, invested in our children and in our students growing up, but yet they're also investing in parents and helping. In, in older adults. In they're older investing adults. in every aspect. They mm-hmm. are. And I think just that whole community and connectedness mm-hmm. that we're trying to reclaim. Mm-hmm. We had a sermon on it yesterday just mm-hmm. to reclaim back that. And it starts with this parenting and working with each other through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um we mentioned earlier this orange concept that we had talked about just to kind of give a little bit background of what we're about to jump, kind of jump into and kind of going through, at least as you're, as you're listening to some of this, that please understand we don't have all the answers to all of this. What we want to do is to at least give you some encouragement and some support, some ideas to think about. Maybe some, um, if you're struggling with your teenager or tween getting ready to come up to realize, one, you're not alone in walking through this, but if we can at least give you some avenues to to 
go with or at least start with um, a place to start with and reach out to the church um, with some of the stuff that we may share and just kind of helping you go on this journey with teenagers, with parenting and other adults that you may surround yourself with. And again, like y'all said, identifying those adults that are coming into your life. Um, this There's this orange concept that we're um, doing that's the, if you remember how to make orange, it's two colors, yellow and red. Red representing the heart of the family. And I'm looking at Heather to make sure I say this right, because she is on staff at the church yeah, going through with this. Throw that out again. <laughs> oh, but come on. Which, yes. side note, go get her and reach out to her if you need her, because she's the it person at church. But I'm the person who knows how to get you to the right person. Yes. Whether at our church or in the community or somewhere like in else. Shawshank Redemption. I'm the Morgan Freeman character. Mm-hmm. I know how to get you stuff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but really, the thing is, the red represents the heart of the yeah. home. And that there is no way that we can expect um, a church staff to be the primary disciplers for our children. Mm-hmm. They just can't. Their, their role really is to prepare you and to support you and to prepare people that will be loving on ministering to your kids, you know, all the way up from preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, the red is the heart of the home, and that is the primary focus because you have 40, I believe it's 4,080 hours a year with your mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. and we have um, less than 65 yeah. average teaching hours with your child. Yeah. Um, and then the yellow, of course, mm-hmm. is the light of the church. It's it's Christ in, in us and us in him. So when you blend those two together, it's this orange concept and that we are better together than we are mm-hmm. alone. You know, God promises us that, you know, one can be easily overtaken, but two together can defend but a cord of three strands. And that's really what it is. That mm-hmm. orange concept is that cord of three strands. So that's really the philosophy that I think our church has adapted to is that we can't do it as family by ourselves and we can't do it yeah. in the church by ourselves. It's together and let's build that up in each other. I can't imagine walking through parenting without my church. Yeah. I mean, without, honestly, without my faith, without my faith, <laughs> how would I have the confidence? And I don't know if, if we talked about this in our group, but there's a passage that I always go back to where it says the eager expectation of when Christ comes back for us, you know, that that longing that we have. If I didn't have hope in God, how would I know that my children are going to be OK? How could I let them fall? I would become one of those crazy helicopter parents mm-hmm. that try to push away all consequences mm-hmm. and not let them if I didn't have confidence that he's going to take those mistakes and he's going to turn them around for his glory and to transform them and make them more like him, that's a hard concept if you don't have faith. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Well, this this series, as we were talking about on Wednesday night, that James and Katrina are walking through is called Parenting the Next Generation. Then we've just started to, and we, we listened to a video that's from the, uh, who are these what, guys that what, are doing it? What is orange dot? Org. Yes. And Chap is the guy that's doing the videos, and he talks through basic principles, and he started out with Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6 mm-hmm. and said, you know, here's here's sort of the foundation of, of where we're going and, and what are we trying to do. You know, let's, let's think about the end in mind. Let's, mm-hmm. let's start this. From what is it that you're wanting to accomplish? And, and we don't mm-hmm. really walk around as... When somebody's having a, a hormone flash, uh, is all been out of shape. <laughs> as a father of daughters, yes. <laughs> you know? And and all of a sudden, 
you know, I thought he was suddenly... talking about menopause. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Him. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, you know and, and all of a sudden, somebody says something and, and somebody else says something else, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, and I'm like, what is going on here? How, why? You know, why are we in the fight? Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and how do I... Why? What? What do we do to stop the fight? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's something that we, you know, we tried to sort of step back, and we've been working on. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think you, the concept. I heard it first as first as a parent walking through this stuff, learning about orange and thinking about that end in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm such a reactional parent that I feel like I'm just putting out fires every day. And we do. We have to put we out fires. To. Let's not forget that part. But but to to think about ultimately the bigger goal of what I want for my children. Mm-hmm. That's a concept. I can't tell you that I had thought about up until I started going and, through some and, of this. And to sit down and say, by the way, this is my dream for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. what are our dreams for our children? And do we, do we let them know what our dreams are? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, at another class that Katrina and I were doing, there was a time when, um, you know, we had the opportunity to talk about, you know, the three-letter word. The handle sex. What are we, you know? And so Katrina opts to let me do it the only time when she's gone. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, that's great. So, you know, so I go in, I'm I'm talking, whatever we're talking about, about that. And uh, one of the things that we talked about was that Katrina had been at that time telling me, you need to take your daughters out on a date. Mm -hmm. You need to dress, let them dress up, and you need, y'all need to go out on a special date together, and y'all need to talk about this subject. And, you know, I, I was sort of, I, I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> why, why do I want to do Not that? Not the dinner part, the, the discussion <laughs> part. The discussion. You know, and so. Uh, I'm all about the eating. <laughs> yeah. And so I threw out to the group, because since Katrina wasn't there, I, you know, sometimes when she's not there, I'll throw out things and sort of I'll take advantage of those opportunities. <laughs> or at least I thought I was. And I said, you know, Katrina wants me to do this. You know, what do you all think? And all the guys in the room sort of were sort of where I was. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, probably a good idea to do mm-hmm. when you get a chance, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Subtitle: but, The day after Jesus comes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and one hundred percent of the women in the group sought me out specifically and said, "If you don't do that." That's the dumbest thing mm. you'll do, mm. you know. And I'm like, oh, uh, I gained more tonight than y'all did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we did that, the first one with with the first our first daughter and had the opportunity to do that, and we go down and and we went down to Ocean mm-hmm. for dinner, mm-hmm. and we get out and she is dressed to the nines, and I've got a suit on. You know, so Valley Park, and the Valley Park dude looks at me, (laughs) (laughs) and he is not very happy with me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, okay, dude, if you knew what I was doing, you probably would be happy. And I appreciate the fact that you're sort of... Disgruntled with this. (laughs) Disgruntled with this. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, well, and, and... but learning things like that, things that I had no idea of the, mm-hmm. the value of that, that mm-hmm. that would really be valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think having those conversations, that's kind of where now Reclaiming is just starting to have conversations. And I love our group on Wednesday night because it's starting to really, folks are beginning to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, I, not knowing that those that, that would make a, such a huge impact just to have that date with your daughter, but just beginning to talk about the things that we need to talk about with our kids and how do we have those conversations, but then in a group of folks where we're learning that we're all together in this we all may have different struggles going through with each other, but we're all in, in different areas. But to be able to come together and be able to talk and help each other, we learn so much. Yeah, and and having conversations like this with my daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Katrina can. Katrina's great at that. But I'm not really great at sitting down mm-hmm. and having a conversation like this with mm-hmm. them. It, it, it doesn't happen anywhere near the with the regularity that it really ought to, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, they've done great because of the investment that I think that she's made. But, you know, mm-hmm. she says other things. But, I mean, it's just um, we're just trying to create the right environment the best way we know how. And, and sometimes we do pretty good, and, and there's been times we have not done very well. Well, go ahead. And I, I just think, you know, with what you're saying, begin with the end in mind. You know, if, if you're one of those people who wants to walk away from the conversations that we're having tonight and you want to put some action points to it, you know, I, I'm like James's first daughter. I'm a driver. Like, seriously, get me something to fix my problem. What they're talking about, dream. Mm-hmm. Take a moment when those girls, those boys, those babies are asleep. Get out a pen and paper and start dreaming what you want them to be like when they grow up. If it's yeah. a value to you. Take a moment. Sit down. Do that. Map Have a conversation out. with your spouse. I yeah. mean, plan that time to, to talk about your dreams for your kids. If you're single, pray it out. Absolutely. Lord God, what is it that you would have for me to do mm-hmm. to, to pray over, to, you know, dream for my kids? Mm-hmm. You know, salvation, of course, is going to be right there. I want salvation for my children. I want them to have a walk with the Lord. I want them to know him, Mm -hmm. you know, and just start there. Start with the basic and, you know, just prayerfully consider and start to write that out. Begin with that end in mind. I think that is a great part of it. I know you, you know, you don't really like the Coach Bryant stuff as much. But but, but one of the things that I learned, (laughs) one of the things that he told us time and time again, he said, you know, most people you know are not going to have written down Mm-hmm. Vision and mission kinds mm-hmm. of things, and um, you know we get married and Katrina you know, and I. So that that's sort of been a big deal for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I said, okay, well, if that's what he says, do I'll I'll go do that, mm-hmm. and I did. And uh, we get married and we're rocking along, and we're you know we're on a. Uh, we, we've always taken an anniversary trip around our anniversary, sort of just get away. You know, and you think, oh, that, would, that shouldn't be too hard to do. But, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing how that may be sometimes the only time we do get along together. Mm-hmm. And one of those trips, I said, you know, let's talk about mission and vision. Mm-hmm. And it was, she was not mm-hmm. real impressed with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but we really did, after a little bit, that, you know, we sat down and, and, and thought about that, like mm-hmm. you're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. sit down and think about what is it that I'm trying to do. Yeah. And there's some great resources out there to do that. And um, if you write it down and if you if you envision it, and it yeah. you know, words are important. Words mm-hmm. have impact. Mm-hmm. And words that you say 
are remembered longer than you think. Yeah. And I think the thing uh, that's so important about that is that the world will set your own goals and missions if you don't set them for your children. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned in class last week that just the difference between the pressures that our oldest daughter saw in, in school and in life have increased in a period of seven years mm. now where uh, things are so much tougher in the day-to-day. And if they look to their um, non-Christian friends or the world, then some of these things will begin, the more they're around them, the more they seem normal, mm-hmm. the more they seem um, not that bad. And it's our uh, first and foremost, our responsibility as parents to teach our children um, uh, the way that they should go. And then second of all, to have those important mm-hmm. um, other adults mm-hmm. who will reinforce that. Um, there's no way that our daughters could have the kind of, and not that they're perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but that they could have the kind of spiritual life they have now had it not been for other adults investing in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're much more confident than either one of us were right. growing up. Mm-hmm. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we just excited just to hear one that I don't I don't feel like I'm alone. <laughs> I mean it's a comforting thought to realize, you know, that they're you know, I'm str- I'm I'm not the only one out there struggling with parenting. Well, and I also find some great comfort in the fact that it is as simple as, you know, yeah. J- James has said three really important, easy things tonight. You know, begin with the end in mind. Yeah. Um, dream for your children. Yes. Dream out what that looks like. You know, character. Mm-hmm. There, there are some serious things that you can dream out and pray and speak yeah. to your children about their character. Because, you know, like we've been talking about, they're oh, being yeah. exposed to a lot of adult things before their character and their identity in Christ is really solidified. You know, yeah. they, they may be believers already, but before you're confident in that. And then, you know, the third thing is sometimes when we're in that battle, we got to get out of it. We got to rise yeah. above that, that fight mm-hmm. and figure out what's really going on here. Yeah. And get a perspective on not just the hormonal argument or that, you know, reactionary thing that we yeah. want to do, but yeah. where are we trying to go with this? What are we fighting for? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think, you know, that's as sad as it sounds, those three things, if I could implement just that, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that make a difference in my parenting style? Mm-hmm. You write, know? It, write it down. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. just if I looked at it and and graded myself against it like I do my to-do list you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. I give myself check marks all the time and love it yeah but if I looked at that and I graded myself am I doing those three things this week and just focused on those three didn't worry about my kids behavior for just a week the fruit of their behavior is coming from a root of problems so if I just focused on those three things for a week what would it do Mm -hmm. what would it do in my kids right amazing don't focus on the circumstances mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Or Absolutely. the, the drama. Oh, yeah. as, as, you don't have quite as much drama as we do, Jenny. <laughs> no, no. I will I will beg to differ. It's interesting being having a son on the other side mm-hmm. and getting and we'll go into that later. So but having a son on the other mm-hmm. side and seeing knowing his personality, mm-hmm. but seeing girls that impact his life mm-hmm. and him having to one try to act in a very Manly, he's not that man, mm-hmm. but he's still a boy. 
but still struggling to do the right thing. But it's it is an it's a different inner struggle. Mm-hmm. And being a single parent, being that husband that that father figure and mother in the home, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a different struggle. It's a different. Ballpark yeah. to it. So we're going to continue our conversation with James and Katrina um, as we go with it. Um, y'all gotten a taste of of Katrina and James and their family and parenting and and just hearing them. And we're going to kind of, as Heather said, the three things that he said about writing it down. We're going to continue our conversation, kind of give you a framework and give you some ideas and some values um, to kind of help you write those things down um, as you're planning out and dreaming for your children and kind of some points to start that. Uh, in our next conversation. So until then, we hope you will um, continue to listen as we uh, continue to talk on this wonderful subject of parenting teens. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.